0: Welcome to Be Lifted Up, Be Lifted Up, with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr., and your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Be Up, Be Lifted Up.
1: It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Listen, this is a show about faith and finances. I am one of your co-hosts, D.C. Marshall, and he is...
0: Alfred Edmund Jr. so glad to be here with another episode of Be Lifted Up. Um, This is a really important conversation that goes beyond money in terms of what we are living through in these days and times and the word of God that will help guide us through this period. So you want to sit tight. You want to stay tuned. Dee?
1: Yep. And what we're going to talk about is power, love, and a sound mind. Because if you think about it, this really is the season of power, love, and a sound mind. I know there's a lot of dynamics there, Alfred, but when it comes to the end of the year, there's a lot of love in the air because it's the holiday or the holidays are approaching, for many people. And then there's a lot of power in the dollar because there's always conversation around spending. But then I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is a sound mind. So we're going to talk about it all. We're going to unpack it all in this show. The question is, how do I, you, you, Alfred, how do you temper the media noise? Because we're talking about a sound mind, media noise. There's a lot of media Um, always, but media seems to be amplified during the holiday. Am I right or am I right?
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, there's two things going on. There's a lot of the normal chaos and and activity of world events and and national events and community events. Then there we're near the end of the year where there's kind of a culmination of things that are going on. What's the end of the year going to look like? Who did we lose during the course of the year? What's going to happen next year? And then add to that the holiday spending season, where you're being bombarded with what you need, what you don't have, what people should get. And all of that can create, depending on where you're standing, either, a, a, you know, there's a feeling of joy and celebration on some one hand, but there's a lot of anxiety. It's the very opposite of feeling powerful. It's the very opposite of loving this is the very opposite of a sound mind could you feel like everything's going on around you so this is a very important conversation to have at this particular time so we can navigate it successfully
1: yeah yeah, but you know what i want to hone in on let's talk about power you know yeah. first, right yeah. and from a number I, I think there's so many elements of power and so many angles and directions that we could go now this is a show about faith, and so we could talk about the power of God on the front end, but let's go to our practical day-to-day and talk about some other elements of power in this season. So what do you think about when I say, you know, power in this particular season? What do you think about?
0: Well, I think especially given the year we just come through, the year and a half we just come through, is the feeling that you have some degree of control over your own life. Um, and what we do to get power is we trust in the who, and who holds all power. Uh, and I want to remind people of the scripture that we're pulling from, 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So with that first part, God has not given us a spirit of fear is, is what I think about when I talk about power, because we do live in a society where we often can feel powerless. And we looked around and we've seen the disparities and uh, the, pe- the challenges that people have faced or we have faced in our own life and everything turned and we're like, oh my God, literally <laughs> for some of us the first time, meaning it, um, feeling powerless. And so I, I think that's what I think of. It, it was this, this feeling, at least sometimes for many of us that we had no power, mm-hmm. that, that, that we had no control. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was a reminder to me personally to say, you didn't have control when you thought you did. Yes. Your, your power is in surrendering to the God that we serve and then knowing that you, he's giving you a spirit of, of, of power and not of fear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Two things. I have two responses to this. I think one, the fact that the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, it implies God already knows, like he wired us together with human emotions and that there would be fear. So to some extent, it's normal. We don't have to feel some kind of way about being afraid of whatever and however we define power or powerlessness in the season. It could be, right, the lack of power over a big thing is health, right? Yes. A lack of, yes. of power over, listen, if we get sick, whether it's, you know, 19 or something else, um, and feeling powerless, right? A lot, we're coming up on a season. In fact, sidebar, sidebar. Yes you know what I just thought about Alfred, I thought about this season is going to be really difficult for a lot of people more so in that a lot of people will be marking the first Thanksgiving or the first Christmas or the first Q4 or the first winter without their loved ones that they lost in a very heavy Mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. And so that just came up. I know I went completely left, but I thought about you know this whole idea of power or feeling powerless um and particularly the area of um of health and wellness in life but then god gave us his word and his comfort by saying look I already know I wire you together with human emotions. And you may feel fearful. You may feel like you have no power over health, wellness, or it could be over your money situation. Um, but then he gives us a word to cancel that I've given you power and God's power. So I don't know. That's kind of what's coming up for me as we're talking about, you know, this, this scripture and, and power and what I think about.
0: I agree with that, Dee, but I carry that thought further in terms of at least what I've experienced over the past year. And I'm someone that, you know, I'll be supremely confident one minute and then all of a sudden I'll have this feeling of anxiety the next minute. And I used to say, God, take away the anxiety or God take away the anxiety. There's two things. First of all, he's saying, I didn't give you the anxiety. (laughs) You have it, but I did not give you a spirit of fear.
2: Oh, preacher, okay.
0: But the second thing is I've learned to appreciate that the fear or the anxiety is there to remind me to depend on him.
1: Yeah. But the
0: anxiety comes yes. when I'm like, what am I going to do about it? And where am I going to get the answer? And how am I going to fix this? And how I'm going to solve this. So it's almost that 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 uh, injured hip from wrestling with the, with the angel that that you won the you won the match, but the hip injury is to remind you how you won the match and so now sometimes i thank god i said thank you god for this feeling of anxiety i woke up with this morning because it reminds me that i need to be depending on you and that the key to overcoming the anxiety the key to not having a spirit of fear is relying on you totally so every time i have that feeling it's more reminders like let me just depend on him let me stop depending on myself
1: yeah yeah you know what what showed up for me um in this by the way you just preached a whole word and i'll just pass the collection plate because that was a good word pastor um but what i just thought about when you said you use it as a reminder and it should be a reminder that that whole story that you gave and how you frame anxiety i love i love that um but i heard a pastor frame it in this way recently of if we're talking about power or lack thereof, and feeling powerless he says, and you ask yourself the question, what am I going to do? That's the problem. And that's what, that's sort of what you were saying, Alfred. Mm -hmm. It's you're asking yourself, what are you going to do? Well, this is above your pay grade. Yes. No, God, what are you going to do? Because God, I know what I could do with my limited capacity in me feeling in this season coming up on the end of the year, I am feeling powerless over this situation, my job situation, my money situation, my relationship situation my health situation. And these are all of the things that people are dealing with. All of us are dealing with something and something that people or or others know nothing about. But when he says, you shift the question from not, what am I going to do? No, God, what are you going to do? Because you're God. I'm not God. You are the one who created the heavens and the earth. You are the one who sits high and you look low. Come on, God. What are you going to do? So this, uh, you know, I, I love now this conversation Um, around power in this season, because I think it's so um, sort of highlights where I think people struggle in being and feeling powerless. Like we have no control over this or that. And most things we don't.
0: But the other thing is that, we're talking about words that have been preached to us. My pastor just preached this, the last two sermons. Well, often when we feel powerless, we're looking to the wrong sources of power. We're looking to resources instead of the source. We're okay. looking to our job. We're looking to the government. We're looking to, you know, there's some institution or some person who is a resource that may have been a vessel through which we've been blessed, but is that not the source of that That's blessing? Right. And, and right. so often when we feel powerless, especially during um, the season of, of, of COVID, where there was a lot of just disruption, a lot of job loss, a lot of disruption of the business, of, of your entrepreneur. And then to have this reminder that says those were vessels and you were blessed through those vessels, but they were not the source of your blessing. And sometimes those things have to be removed or threatened for you to remember where your power really lies. And as long as you acknowledge that relationship, then you can benefit from the fact that God did not give you a spirit of of fear, but of, in this case, power. And obviously we're going to talk about love and a sound mind Um, deeper into the show (laughs) this is so good it is
1: all right well we're gonna wrap and go to break and we'll come back and on the other side we're gonna pick up we're talking about power love and a sound mind power love and a sound mind this is be lifted up we'll be right back
2: announcing the mocha podcast network
1: It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We're back. He's Alfred Edmond, Jr. I'm DC Marshall. We're talking about power, love, and a sound mind. And the last segment, we talked about power. And you know what came up in the last segment that really leads us into um, this conversation about love? Mm. Um, and by the way, our guiding scripture is, um, you know, the scripture, 2 Timothy one seventeen. Um, God has wherever. not given
0: us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Second Timothy one seven.
1: Right, but or and I should and say. and. and. One John four eighteen it says, there is no fear in love. And yes. we're talking about love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. This is, okay, now I feel like we, we would have to go to Bible study on this. It says, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. And I'll just say this, and I would love to hear your insight. Mm-hmm. But we talked about fear, And now we're talking about love. And the scripture says there is no fear in love. And I think how I make sense of this is love in, in, from where I sit, it's trusting God. Love is God, God is love. And so it's only when I lean into that and that idea, then um, it diminishes my fear. And I think a lot of people are afraid of where we are right now, the country. Um, so I think where we are collectively, I also think there's a lot of fear. Um, a lot of people has lost jobs, lost loved ones. I think there's fear um, there. I think there's also fear of the unknown in terms of we are still um, still talking about the height of this pandemic and, um, COVID-19. I was trying not to say that. Like, I'm not going to talk about that on the show. But in any event, what say you, Alfred?
0: I agree with everything you're saying about the the season of uncertainty that makes us think that everything's at risk. And that, again, that promotes fear. Uh, But there is no fear in love. And what that says to me is, if you're fearful, you are relying on or trusting in or living in expectation on something other than God. Because if you're really relying on God and trusting God, then you're trusting in love, and then you don't, you don't fear. Like everybody, I think everybody who was listening did during this past year and a half. If you weren't changed and transformed and had been renegotiating your relationship with God during this period, I don't know what it'll take to do it, given everything you laid out, Omdi. But I realized that the only form of gambling is relying on anything other than God. That's the definition of gambling, because the only sure, the only absolutely sure thing is God. So when when people say, oh, gambling is a sin, I was like, gambling, it's not just playing the lottery. It's not like going to the casino. It's saying that you trust anything other than God to provide for you and see you through. And when you do that, you feel a sense of risk. Yep. And when you feel a sense of risk, you feel a sense of fear. So again- if you're relying on God, then you can invest in the stock market and not be be fearful about its gyrations. If you're if you're if you're believing in God, you can face you can face the fact that maybe your job might lay you off, or maybe you have may have a pay cut, or you may have to do a career switch, or you may have to go back to your point in, in many of our conversations, D, to a job where you know as a black person or as a black woman you're going to be heading back into a hostile environment, but you don't operate in the spirit of fear because you're not relying on that job. You're not relying on those resources. You're relying on God. And that's where love comes in. Because you know, love, God loves us. I mean, God is love. And he said Jesus because he loved us. He yep. could have left us out there if he wanted to. Yes. yes. You know, uh, the other thing is this idea of fear has to do with punishment and punishment is not of love. And this was something I had to really reconcile with myself because you can't say, it's hard to live with the idea that God loves you and he punishes you. And my thing, my, I'd like to hear your take is that God gives, there are consequences for our choices, but God does not punish us. That's, That's why he loves us. He's not trying to punish. He's trying to spare us from the consequences of sinful choices. Yes. So I, I, I tell people all the time, if you walk down the street and you step off a curb and you, you sprain your ankle, that's a consequence mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. if
0: you didn't stay from then on in i'm a horrible clumsy lazy person who doesn't know how to walk mm-hmm. that's a punishment yeah god doesn't do that to us yeah he, he yeah his his grace endures forever
2: So mm-hmm.
0: when we're not operating in god and we're operating in fear we punish we yeah. punish each other we punish ourselves and in this season, that's just an unhealthy it's, just, it's unhealthy all the time. Yeah. But I feel like in this season, when we're talking about, uh, you know, Santa Claus, you know, are you a good girl this year or a bad person this year? You're going to get a lump of coal. There's this idea of punishment that is not of God. And I think embracing love and the fullness thereof is a big key to getting through this season. Yeah. I know a whole bunch of different places on that, but.
1: No, but it was good. You said so much. It was, it was really good. Um, but I, but your last nugget was,, um, you know, we need love to get through the season. Yes. I think, I think, I think that's really what we wanted to highlight here is, um, sometimes people, you, you know, the end of the year is difficult. And how we're going to get through is twofold. It's remembering God's love for us, and it is, um, remembering the love inside of us, and to go with love. So, well, um, we the
0: first two, the, the first two great commandments that all the other laws. You know, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your everything. Yep. And then to love each other as He loves us. Yeah. And, and, and it's it's D, I I think, every year, how while this season is marketed as a season of love and giving how so often love has nothing to do with it. And then we wonder why we emerge on the other side of the holidays feeling empty. Yes. You know, even if we had a great holiday, even if there were a bunch of gifts under the tree, even yes. if we had one, but again, the word says, if love is not in it, the rest of it is just yeah. you know, playing symbols. So, yeah. so I think this is a really important time to reinforce that if you can't do anything else, particularly for communities that are or, or families that are dealing with lack and loss, Especially the loss of a loved one, which I think you mentioned earlier. The most important thing we can do for ourselves and each other is to love, to find ways to deliver love. And that's the real currency. Yeah, That's that's the currency of abundant life.
1: Right, right. And I think it's to be more intentional about loving in the season. I think that's what it is. I think, you know, some some of of this is so intangible. And so Mm -hmm. people aren't actively uh, desiring to walk in, um, the spirit of God or walk with God. I don't think it's something that's present with Mm -hmm. us. Like we, we, for the most part, and, and, you know, to some extent, this may not apply to everybody, but for you and I, we live in the New York Metro area. And so a lot of geographically where we're located, we're in a rat race, right? Of movement. And so, if we're not intentional about thinking about love and thinking about our faith walk and thinking about God, the rat race can take over. And so what I'm saying is, I think this idea of moving in this season in love, the, one of the challenges is we're just not thoughtful and intentional, it's not present in us because we're moving so fast. So that was my long way around of saying, we move so fast and how we're going to do better in this season is to remember the love that God showed us when he sent his son to die for us. He sent his son in place for us. So if we remember that um, encounter to how we then transfer that love in this season, how we show up in our day-to-day, whether it's family, friends, co-workers, um, how we show up- yeah, and how we show up in the grocery store, how we show up in our cars with the person who has cut us off. I mean, I think that's the spirit that we need to have, we should have um, in this season in particular, uh, or else if we go the other way, it could take us down. And now we are still talking about, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. This is really always an interesting season. Um, It speeds up, of course, in a few weeks, you know it's gonna speed up and then it's gonna go really quickly. And so we are talking about today, uh, power, love and sound mind. And um, what's really sweet about the conversation is That's the word of God. God says that, uh, his word says that he did not give us the spirit of fear. Um, So if you are, if we are, if anyone is feeling fear, anxiety, overwhelm, um, uncertainty, the word's response to that is God did not give us that. What he gave us is power. He gave us love. And he gave us a sound mind as our tools, our resources, um, our source and supply to sustain us in the season and even beyond the season. Yes. So where it is that we are overcome, whether it is by the media, you know, we kicked off the show talking about, you know, how do we manage that? How do we manage the noise? of the season and how we manage is, make sure we go to God and make God first place and final authority. Give God first place and final authority by asking God, what do you have to say, oh God, about fear of the season, about the noise, about the media, about the fear that I'm feeling, the pain that I'm feeling. And he says, daughter, son, I did not give you that. I gave you power, love, and sound mind. So, Alfred, I know you wanted to share. We were on the break, and I said, "Pause, hold it." So, what, what say you, my friend?
0: You brought up the fact that you and I live in a culture, a culture that I actually love, but has a, that has its consequences of rushing, and you know, so you don't pause to be intentional. You're getting to the next thing. It's a hustle, bustle. New, the New York metro area, that energy is a real energy, and i I've, I've been in all other cities. Yeah, there's certain cities there, there are cities too, but <laughs> the way we got, the way we run and gun here is that's on a whole nother level. And often we will fail to pause and to be intentional and to think and to see the person in front of us and hear the person who's talking to us. And maybe you're the person who's not talking, but if we were paying attention, we feel and hear their pain. Uh, and that's what love is about. But I got convicted of this whole idea of timing and I want to put two ideas out there that we all tend to agree on. One is God's timing is perfect timing. OK, so we know that there's only one perfect timing. is God's timing. The second one, which, again, was just a revelation I, I got um, over the last few months, was that we as human beings are the only thing in God's creation that has a choice about whether we operate according to God's design or not. Birds are just birds. Trees are just trees. That's right. Whatever, everything else in God's creation does exactly what God designed him to do. There's no thought. It's like, nope, I'm a, I'm a bird. I'm the ocean.
2: Yes.
0: what I do. Yes. This is what I do. I'm the sun. This is what I do. We are the only things in creation that can say, hmm, we can do it God's way. Or no, I'm going to do it this way. Because I, I he, he, he
1: gave us free choice. He gave us
0: free choice. Free will. And that's why we can only love him by choosing to operate according to his design. Choosing to operate outside of his design is to say, is an act of not loving him. Because that, I mean, there's no way, two ways about it. So, my thing about timing was when I feel like I should, for example, cuss somebody out because they cut me off on the highway, I'm doing that because they violated my personal timing. And it's like, how dare they?
1: Right.
0: How dare somebody rush me? Or how dare somebody hold me up? But if I'm operating in God's timing, you get a few benefits. First of all, God's timing is perfect timing. So you might feel like you're being late to the meeting, but in God's world, no, you re- re- arrived at the meeting when I wanted you to arrive at the meeting. There's a blessing here that wouldn't have been here. There's favor here that wouldn't have been here if you had gone according to your timing or your boss's timing or your, you know, whoever else. Because often we surrender our timing. We may not use ours. We, instead of using God's, we use somebody else's, which is a form of idol worship. But the peace comes in when we're like, I don't have to worry about whether I got cut off or not. I'm trying to stay aligned and attuned with God's timing. And if God says, I'm going to get here an hour late, there's something good that's going to come out of it. Whatever I think I might've lost, there's something. And what happens, D, is you get a certain amount of peace. Because when you love God, He gives you peace. He's going to give you peace and give you joy. The peace that surpasses all understanding.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and most, and then here's the other thing most of the time, God is going to let you have your way time wise. Most of the time, you're going to get there on time. Yeah. But when you don't, you don't have to be angry. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be stressed. Like, you know what? And you and I travel a lot on, you know, yep. we almost never stop traveling, really. During yep. yeah, yeah. We're on planes a lot. Yep. You know, and I know part of surviving travel when you travel a lot is not tripping when they tell you to fly to the flight's delayed. Like are yes, like, the real, war- real warriors, we shrug our shoulders. We look at our apps, we go to the desk. Okay, when is it going out? Okay, can I change, okay. Now let me go sit over here and chill. Yep. Until God says this plane is ready to take off.
1: Right, we don't dispute it, we don't argue with it. We just accept it and we adjust accordingly. We
0: adjust accordingly because right. we would literally go crazy, talk about loss of a sound mind, if we literally got upset every time a flight got delayed. You know how many flights are delayed? for weather, for air traffic control, for a crews not being, you, we've heard it all, right? So I, I want people to extrapolate that when we talk about a sound mind, and now we're talking about the hustle and the bustle of the holiday season. And you will know and I know, sadly, there's gonna be a story of a store security guard getting trampled because people ran over him to get into a store. There's gonna be a story of during the season of joy, people fighting over a toy and somebody getting hurt. You know, But if we're operating in God, then we're operating with a sound mind, then we say, Well, maybe I don't get the toy that you know that season, or maybe I don't get there in time for the store to close. Maybe the lat, you know, all those things that that we see that's so heartrending in this season uh, that are not love and yeah. certainly are not about soundness of mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I would add to this, you know, here's what I hear, and I'm sure you've heard this as well for some people they would say well it's not easy for me to love you know the family member who did x or the person who did y or my employer uh you know a lot of people will say it's not that i'm not thinking about it right because we said that first we say a lot of us are not thinking about actively loving people loving life and carrying that but some would just say it's not that. It's just that it's difficult. It's challenging. How do you love, um, you know, where it's within conditions? Right, and right. so I want to offer up um, the way to do that. And the way to get over that is uh, the fruit of the spirit. Um, the word yes. of the Lord says about the fruit of the spirit. When God is in us um, and with us, there should be fruit. In other words, there should be a manifestation. It should be evident. That there is something unique about you and or I that would be christ-like and that comes from um, the bible uh, the fruit of the spirit which is love patience kindness it's love patience kindness long-suffering and all of uh, you know those positive attributes but the first is love yeah and so i think for you know those who believe it's challenging and and it really is challenging i'm sure mm-hmm how we get to love, not just in the season, but to become beings who carry the spirit of God, um, i.e. which looks like love, which looks like right forgiveness and without conditions, it is to come closer to God. Because when we come closer to God, God comes closer to us and he abides in us. And when it is that God abides in us, then that's where we have the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit, that love and patience and kindness. So we can be patient on an airplane now it's not to say there's not going to be a day where i'll have patience today i'll it's not in me today right. okay i'm not daughter of the king today in this moment i'm d marshall and i i know no and sometimes when i'm really patient i'm like oh that was that was daughter of the king because d marshall don't have that type of patience she don't she's not wired that way that had to be god
0: it had to be god had, had to be god, god.
1: but i did want to offer that because uh you know i want to just offer that prayer out to the universe tuning yeah. in to uh, alfred edmund jr and dc marshall this is be lifted up and if you're tuning in remember the fruit of the spirit is how you're going to get the love lean in god god is going to leave it lead into you and there will be fruit alfred hey
0: hey hey <laughs> how are you, how are you <laughs> man? yeah this is be lifted up your god living an abundant life we've been having a just a really powerful conversation around power, love, and a sound mind in this particular holiday season. Yes, it applies to, you know, how you handle money, the spending that's going on, the financial challenges that come around this time of the year, but we're going beyond that because we want this conversation to bless you, not only through this season, but as we go into 2022 in the new season. So this whole concept of power, love, and a sound mind, and the sound mind part is really important to me. Yes, power. We all want to feel like we're, we're t- plugged into the source of all power, which is our God. Yes, we want God's love, but God's saying you have my love, but how much love are you giving out? You're, we're not here to block the love. We're here to be vessels for God's love to one another. But this sound mind thing, when you, you talk about everything we've been through um, and that we're still going through, um, and that affects how we spend our money. It affects how we treat friends, strangers, and families. It affects whether we go off and are not patient and are not forgiving. And this other thing, Dave, you talked about. Sometimes we are not forgiving. We, you know, I'm not. I am not operating in God. Like, how dare you know? Don't talk to me today. Don't start nothing with me today. You don't want none of this today. And I had to convict myself uh, again. The, the revelations I've had during this past year, during during this whole season. I have to say I was blessed by them, even though the circumstances were, didn't feel like blessed circumstances. But one of them was this idea of offense and, and my right to be offended when somebody does something wrong to me, persecutes me, violates me, disrespects me, lets me down, neglects me. you know. And what I, I remember being convicted that every offense that I've experienced, that any human being experienced Jesus experienced during his walk, like everyone—not just the obvious stuff, being strung up on the cross and tortured and nailed and and wrongfully convicted—but little stuff. All you know, ignored, lied to, dismissed. His own disciples, he's like, "Wait right here, stay awake and watch." And he go and go away, come back there sleeping. He's like, "What? Wait, you couldn't, like, you couldn't stay awake for while I'm trying to." (laughs) You know, you do this like, one thing for me. You couldn't do this, this one thing
1: my bag. Like,
0: what? <laughs> People are after me. I'm asking you to keep guard and you fall asleep. Somebody could have come and taken me out for all you. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're not just talking about the big thing that we, of course, we all are very conscious of how he died on the cross for us, but every little thing that we complain about, yeah. he endured. Yeah. Except the difference between him and us is he was blameless. He was, we're not blameless. We're not sinless. And we have invited as much, or you know, we've been, been as disrespectful to others as they've been to us. So then I was saying, so while I know I'm not always going to succeed at it, I don't have a right to retaliate for people hurting me or disrupting me because Jesus didn't retaliate. He said, I'm going to take all that on innocent. I'm going to take every violation so I can, out of love, because that's what goes back to our point earlier, D. He did it out of love for us. He had nothing to gain from it. He did it out of love for us. So When we talk about what it means to love one another, sometimes the love isn't, oh, this person is, is homeless. Let me give them some food. Right. Sometimes it is, this person cut me off in traffic. They were dead wrong. They could have got us killed. But my act of love is going to be, but it's okay.
2: Yeah.
1: I love that analogy because a lady cussed me out the other day. (laughs) So you just reminded me. I
0: cannot imagine a lady cussing you out. Yes, she
1: did. Well, yep, I was getting ready to turn. I had the red light, but Mm -hmm. it was, so I was doing a right on red and it's a blind spot and I couldn't see, it was a very quiet street. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and so she was coming down really fast. And by the time we got to the next light or the next corner, sure enough, the passenger actually it wasn't even the driver she had the audacity to cuss me out and i I watched my response and you know what it was it was no response it was it was because i really i was not moved i didn't have an emotion i wasn't offended um i think i did get a chuckle because when i thought about it was like she's the passenger she don't even drive and so when i heard you say you said something so powerful you said we don't have the right to retaliate if somebody offends us and so i think not i think i know you're right as children of god we are daughters and sons of the king uh children of the most High god heirs and heirs to the throne and so right we don't have a right to retaliate um, because we are here because of the entire substitutionary work done on the cross was for us so we didn't even I mean, so there's so much of in, in, that, in that phrase or in that framing that just speaks to me. And it reminded me that the woman was trying to retaliate by cussing me out, um, that, I, that I cut her off. and But I think, watch my response. That was, I think that was a love response. It was a love my response, response. My response was a love response. I didn't take it personal. And it, it, didn't, uh, it didn't penetrate. It didn't penetrate. Come on, Holy Spirit. Yes. It
0: so that, that story right there, you making your turn, pissing somebody off, them pulling up, you getting cussed out, you not reacting, your not reaction was an act of love. You're not letting it pull you out of your spirit, was an act of power. And you're not letting it, have you roll down the window and say, I'm going to be today. That's right. Oh on, God, hold my beer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sound mind. You're and so right. that, that, that whole parable, I'm going to call it a parable, yes. that experience shows you exactly how God blesses us.
1: Yes. If we
0: just recognize he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of yes. power love and a sound mind. Because yes. you experienced all of that and have this still peace now. You can tell the story now. You're not telling the story and, you know, I wish I had a said. And yep. you, you have some people that were offended 15, 20 years ago. And when they tell the story of the offense, it's like it happened just yesterday.
1: And that's going to come up this season, Alfred. Think about it. We're talking- family
0: gatherings.
1: That's right. And so I think even what's good and great about um, this topic and the timing that we're having this conversation is I'm believing our listeners, this is going to heighten their awareness about the season. And they're going to remember something that we're saying now about love, about not even having- Somebody cussing you out penetrate because I still kept my mind. I was still happy driving along for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I I really do think this is uh, this is good conversation for the season. Um,
0: because the piece wasn't that you didn't respond; you could have been carrying it with you the whole day and not responded. The piece was you let it, you released it, and went on about your day and went on about your mission. Because both of us know we are on mission for God.
1: Yeah. And
0: whenever we let get taken off of our, our spot,
1: That's we're, right. off,
0: we're off mission. That's so right. You could have That's gone right. through the rest of the day and never mentioned it, maybe even never consciously thought about it.
1: That's right. But you were
0: carrying it in your spirit. That's right. And then what happens then? Somebody might, the next person might offend you. And that's when you release it.
1: Right, or you know what happens? You know what, I? if I went the other direction, if I was D. Marshall and God didn't come in that at that moment and or the fruit didn't show up. Yes. So the fruit was already embedded on that day. I was in a good, good space. Um, or let me just say, no, it was already deposited. So my I default, I try to default to good. Yes. I try to default to excellence, not perfection. I don't claim that, but right. I defaulted to what was already embedded. So that's why it was so natural. Um, But if I was over on the D. Marshall side, I would have then had the next conversation and said, uh, oh, she made me have a bad day or I had to cuss somebody out this morning. Mm -hmm. And so now you're gonna get it. So I could have carried that over to the rest of the day. I could have brought it to the show, um, right? And that's how we do when we are operating in our flesh. But when we are operating as daughters and sons of the most high, the fruit should be seen in yeah. our presence and us being good brand ambassadors because the word of the Lord says that we are ambassadors for Christ. We are here to represent God. Okay, Second Corinthians 520. It says that we are ambassadors for Christ. It's like, we are brand ambassadors and a brand ambassador represents the brand. And so I only wanna wrap my closing point with be a better brand ambassador and lean into the word of the Lord uh, and leverage your power, uh, God's power, love and a sound mind. So Alfred, that's all I wanna say about that.
0: No, it's it's perfect and I just wanna say Power, love, and a sound mind. If that's not a definition of abundant living, what is? It's not only the path to abundant life. It is abundant life to operate in power with love and a sound mind. So this was a powerful conversation. I think it was just right for this season. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Stay with us for future episodes. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at B the Letter B, Lifted Up Radio. Um, You can also catch episodes, this one and past ones. On the Mocha Podcast Network.com, that's podcast plural, or at BliftedUpRadio.com. Again, the letter B, liftedUpRadio.com. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We've been here with my lovely co host DC Marshall. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed season. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.
2: Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network.